Now, today is National Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder Day, ADHD. Recent studies in countries such as India, Australia, Canada, the USA and UK found that excessive screen time during the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns led to a worsening of ADHD symptoms in both children and adults. What's the concern in SA? Well, joining me now to chat more about this is Professor Renata Skuman from the South African Society of Psychiatrists. Welcome. How are you doing, Prof? Good afternoon. It's a beautiful day and good afternoon to the listeners as well. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Now, firstly, what is the link between screen time and ADHD? Numerous studies over the past couple of years have confirmed that if excessive screen time exposure can actually cause you to struggle with concentration, to pay attention, to learn and inhibit your memory. So it creates symptoms suggestive of ADHD. Online working, online learning and and people spending more time indoors and online due to COVID-19, what's been the impact on children and adults? There's good and bad in it. The one thing is what we see is that children that wouldn't have had the diagnosis before due to the parents maybe unaware of the difficulties when they were in a classroom situation now became aware of how much the children might have been struggling to pay attention and to concentrate. So we see adults and children that do have ADHD, but that was previously gone undetected, coming now for us for assessment. The problem is also a patient that's known with ADHD, with the excessive screen time and the deterioration of good habits such as exercise and a good sleeping pattern, can have an aggravation of the symptoms. So they feel that their ADHD has worsened during the lockdown. And then thirdly, there's many people that think that they might have developed ADHD, which is not really ADHD, it's more excessive screen time. So we don't only see negatives. There is children especially that really been struggling at school with ADHD that find the flexibility of online schooling or homeschooling much better. But in the majority of cases, we see that the lack of structure is one of the factors that really impairs people's ability to function at home where they do have ADHD. Now, Professor Skuman, let's clarify. Adults too can have ADHD. I mean, the perception is that it affects only children. Absolutely. So ADHD affects roughly 5% of school-age children and 40% of them cannot grow it. But in the adult population, roughly 3% of adults do have ADHD, which people are, as you mentioned, very unaware of it. Now, ADHD doesn't suddenly develop in adulthood, but if your symptoms were mild or there's a lot of lack of awareness in the community where you grew up, your ADHD might never have been diagnosed as a child. If there are concerns about ADHD, what steps need to be taken to get a proper diagnosis? It is very important that you do consult with a healthcare professional that specializes in ADHD, either a pediatric neurologist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist. It's not something that we diagnose in a 15-minute consultation. We need information from the work, from the school, from parents. We do rating scales, we do a clinical assessment, and we do exclude other causes that might contribute to symptoms suggestive of ADHD. For example, as we've discussed, excessive screen time, poor sleeping patterns, but in children often also... Um, dietary deficiencies can cause it and in adults depression, anxiety or even substance abuse. Now Prof, how can screen time be better managed? Very, very important that we 
work with limits and boundaries and that we look at both the quantity of screen time but also the content of screen time. So we understand that we are online schooling, we understand that we are working from home and virtual workplaces but it's important that during the day we also give our brain and our eyes a rest from the screen but if we specifically then talk about our personal time then to divorce the screens, get up, go out, walk about. But also then, for parents specifically, there should be a parenting plan or a media plan at home where you do look at the time that you allow your children and yourself because you need to role model good behavior online. And that usually is a good limit, is no more than a half an hour to an hour for primary school children, an hour to an hour and a half for high school, and then maximum two hours for anyone um, it, and I'm talking now about outside of your work or schooling environment and then also when you look at that limit do have um, screen free time say for example at meal time no screens allowed at the table put the phones away let's talk to each other let's have real conversations but then also when you have younger children at home do have supervised co-viewing so that you're sure what your children are seeing and never have a TV or screens when they are going to the bedroom or when they're on their own at night where you cannot monitor because there might be content and contacts that's to the detriment of your child's mental health. Now to all our listeners tuning in right now across the country, Prof, what would you like to say in closing? I think there's a lot of stigma surrounding ADHD, such as with many other mental health disorders. But if you are concerned about symptoms in yourself or in your children of inattentiveness, hyperactivity and impulsivity that impairs your functioning either academically or at work or socially, do reach out for professional help. It's something that we can treat very successfully with a holistic approach. Professor Renatus Kuman, thank you very much for joining us on the official drive. All the best and stay safe. Thank you.